Hey, what's up? It's the Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Yes, whoever texted in on the U of I Atlantic text line, <laughs> you have both Derek Piper and Lante yet again. Yeah, baby. And Duo's it's not, not breaking up until tomorrow, yeah. or I'll be on the road on the way to West Lafayette. Not Lon's fault. Let's, uh, let's yeah, note that. This one's not on Lon. Let's note that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, you've got kind of a big game to go attend. A little bit. Yeah. Top 10 matchup. Mm, that's going to be fun. How do you stop Zach Eady? <laughs> Good question. So my buddy, Don, he thinks that uh, if you're Purdue, yep. Eady should guard Ty Rogers. I keep hearing that, and I actually think that's not a bad plan for Purdue. Yeah, because he could stand. Who was, the, who was the guard that couldn't shoot and didn't? Tate, Jalen Tate. I could not think of that. Mm-hmm. Who was the kid from Milwaukee? Tijon Lucas. That's it. Who I always kind of said I'd have a special place in my heart for because when six straight years of point guard saying no to you, he finally said yes. So regardless if he was really good or not. But yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, because Ty obviously is not confident in his jump shot. And so if Edie can guard him and just kind of back off and just kind of plug the lane, that would take away a lot of the booty ball for Illinois, you would think with the idea that if Damas can beat his guy, then he's got a 7-4 dude standing right there ready to swat. Yep. So uh, it does make sense. And then you don't worry about someone being on Coleman. Oh, that's right. Like, right. That would allow Purdue to have another guard, whether it be Fletcher Lawyer or uh, Lance Jones. While they'd give up size to Coleman, they at least would be within the range to not give Coleman open threes. That Otherwise, that's probably what – Illinois would get if Zach Eady's task with it's a good point trying to say all right I'm going to play the lane but also try to get out on Coleman as much as possible so I, I I think that's a really good game plan in theory we'll see what Illinois counter to be would be to that but the counter would be Harmon in Rogers yeah, out true. right it's wouldn't true. it yes and Damask would just take over at point kind of like he did against Florida Atlantic and then I agree you would have Goody Harmon Damask you have three shooters and Coleman. Is there anything you could do... And Gary A., what am I thinking? Is there anything you could do otherwise with Ty to still make it work? Have him does shoot 5,000 shots from the elbow <laughs> in the next day? Because <laughs> does that just completely neutralize Ty, number one, right. number two, the booty ball? It, it potentially could, because if you're Matt Painter, you could say anything 12 feet and out, leave Ty Rogers wide open. Yep. Now, Ty's been making free throws. Now, can he turn that into a 15-foot jump shot to, to be determined? We haven't seen him take one. No. Has, not only does he not seem effective with those jumpers, we're not, we're not even seeing him take them or show a willingness to take them. So I can't say that his jumper's been off. He just hasn't taken any shots. It's weird. In the last year and a half, I was thinking about this the other day. I have not watched Purdue hardly at all. Because I sit here and I think this is what teams had to worry about with Kofi. This is exactly what they had to worry about with Kofi, even though probably Edie takes it a step further at 7-4. But it's one of those where I just haven't watched a lot of games like on, like what did Northwestern do against him? Well, they had the big dude. Nicholson's able to. And, and Edie could guard him because he's yeah. not going to shoot. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, I don't know. You might they not tried see a lot trapping- of tie. 
Northwestern traps the post, even with Nicholson being seven foot two eighty oh, and having right. a little bit better of a chance to hold his ground uh, against Edie. Um, but they they do try to trap as much as possible. Purdue got out to an early lead in that game, but then Boo Booey really exploded thirty plus points. Ty Berry had twenty, mm. so that was going into the equation of Northwestern hanging in that game, sending it to overtime, and then ultimately being able to win. So as far as the defensive standpoint goes, Illinois will have to make the decision. And they probably—I don't know if it even is a decision—of <laughs> doubling Zach Eady. You, you of course want to make his catches as far away from the basket as possible. Yes. You don't want to foul him. I, I think a—I think a thing that Illinois should try to avoid at all costs. Maybe it's a—it's a losing battle. If I think if Coleman gets in foul trouble, it's going to be a long night, big time. Because I, I think that's such a huge part of making this a tough matchup. I don't think Dane, at who's a he's really an undersized five in terms of height. He's what six nine, maybe six ten. Yeah, and yeah, he has a long wingspan, so he can play a little bit taller than he is uh, actually uh, in terms of defensively when he walls up. But if Dane's guarding Edie one on one, that's not going well. <laughs> and I don't think Dane can score back to the basket against Edie at all. I think Edie will be very much in his comfort zone if it's like, hey, I don't have to go out and worry about guarding anybody on the perimeter. I'm just going to sit here block to block with Dane. And I am, what would that be, six inches taller than him yeah. at least? Yeah. And Dane's got that old school approach. He has a lot of pump fakes. He yeah, uses he, both hands. He He's can got square a, him up. A little bit of Georgie in him, you know, where he can – he likes the reverse layup. He can do – I mean, there's so many times where I feel like he travels, but he doesn't. I was going to say, that, that can get him in trouble. Yeah, you know, That's true. When he tries to He doesn't get called fancy. for a lot of travels. I was just looking. Zach Eady shoots 70, 77% from the free throw line. Goodness. I thought you were going to say from the field. No, he's 62%. Jeez. He leads him at 23 a game, 10 rebounds, and two blocks. He's dishing out two assists, by the way. And he does have a steal. <laughs> well, he's averaging point three. Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna, I just, I wanted to see like what Edie has done in all these games this year. Yeah, let's go through that actually, because it, it's an interesting. Uh, you, you can get there probably quicker than me, but like against Maryland, he just had twenty three and twelve. Could have five turnovers against the Terps. The Terps have size. Uh, that's not their issue. That's not why they're having a a rough go here of late. They're just the worst shooting team maybe in all of high major basketball wow. uh, if not definitely one of the worst mm -hmm. uh, let's look at the the primary match or the, the yeah. prominent matchups because like he put 13 points up against eastern kentucky and like hey let's get on the <laughs> on the horn with the colonels what's going on down there in at eastern uh they lost by almost 30 so i think that was part of it in terms of maybe his usage or minutes uh in that one but if you're looking at the the big games 22 and 9 against arizona he had 35 points against Alabama. Wow. Uh, they played Iowa. He put up 25 and 12. Northwestern, he had 35 in that game. 35 points, 14 rebounds. Goodness. So he was not the reason they lost 92 to 88. Uh, Marquette, 28 points, 15 rebounds. Holy smokes. Tennessee, 23 points, 10 boards. Gonzaga, <laughs> 25 points, 14 rebounds. So you're saying he's going to show up? He's a monster. He, he is a monster. And he's going to show up, and he's going to play, and not – well, you get what I mean. He's going to show up and have a good game. It, is, can you give – can you let Edie just get his and try to hold down everybody else? 
You can say that in theory, right? But we saw what happened when Illinois let Trace Jackson Davis get his. Oh, that's right. He here in nuts. Champaign last year, and he scored thirty-seven or yeah. whatever it was. And the problem is, like, what's more likely? I, I think if if you try to do the math and say, well, if you're going to let if if Edie scores thirty-five points, you're not going to lose by giving up 35 points, but the odds that you literally give up zero to everybody else or very little to everybody else <laughs> are, very are pretty low. So, um, No, you're right, because Braden Smith's averaging 13 a game, Fletcher Lawyer 11 a game, Lance Jones 11 a game. Saluki. Two Salukis going at it, Jones and Damask. I think you want to get the ball out of Edie's hands when you can. Yes. Because you also have to factor in the fouls that if every possession run through, runs through Zach Edie, and you don't give him a reason to give up the ball, number one, that's a very high percentage shot at the rim. And number two, the odds of him putting fouls on your big men are pretty darn high. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And the, the way to look at it is flip it around and say, what does Edie do on the other end? And that's what we kind of started talking about. Because, I mean, we'll take that all day with him trying to guard Coleman Hawkins out on the perimeter. Yes. All day, yes, and I'm guessing that they'll start with that. If you're Lance or if you're uh, Matt Painter, well, he uh, might do the Ty Rogers, or thing. he could do the Ty and just have Edie guard Ty and just. Well, you're you're a help defender in the paint until Ty Rogers gets 12 feet and and within. It'll look weird. It will as far as if Ty's dribbling <laughs> at the three point line and there's Wide nobody open. there. Wide open. It'll look weird, but. Why not? Why not make him take those shots? I'm with you on this. And, and Penn State did that to Demonte Williams a couple years ago, mm-hmm. where I think it was Micah Shrewsbury's first year, and they said we will literally. Brad Underwood called it dorking. They they dorked Demonte Williams. <laughs> they said you will have a wide open look from the perimeter whenever you want it. We're going to cheat into the lane and use your defender to guard Kofi, either to deny Kofi. The, just an entry into the post. Like, right. we're going to try to front you with this guy, and if you get it, we're going to double you with him. And it, it really worked a decent amount for Penn State, although DeMonte ended up making a couple of threes to to where it, it evened out enough for Illinois to win that game. But I think that Purdue could do that. But you bring up a good point, and I would wonder how early Illinois or how heavily they would pivot and say, sorry, Ty, like, if yeah. that's what they're going to do, I don't know if we can play you. Would you give Justin Harmon 30-plus minutes and say, all right, Harmon just has made eight threes in the last two games. We know Damas can shoot it. We know that Quincy can shoot it. Coleman, obviously, Luke. And in that lineup, Edie's got to guard somebody, somebody on the perimeter. Yep. Or just he'll he'll be assigned with somebody that can go to the, go to the three-point arc and shoot it. Yeah, and I think that's how you take advantage. I was just looking. I was comparing Harmon and Rodgers. Now, granted, Harmon has played 98 less minutes, but they both have shot 64 times this year. Harmon has made 30. Ty Rogers has made 32. But a lot of Harmon's shots are for deep from deep, whereas Rogers is more at the rim. At the rim yeah. He's the one dude on the team, really, that goes to the rim. And obviously, Harmon, the last two games, has really picked that up and has played some more meaningful minutes without Shannon. And hit some big shots. So, yeah, I, I listen. If you're if Painter's going to start that way, then I think if you're Illinois, you you obviously start with Ty and you just see how it goes early. But then I don't think you hesitate to get him out. And and whose fault is it? It's Ty's fault. 
I mean, if you can't make a 15-foot jumper. Wide open. Wide open, right. Maybe not 15. I mean, Edie's, Edie could be in the middle of the lane. He could be at, standing at 12 <laughs> feet and put his arms up. Yeah, that's right. true. So it's going to have to be a... Seven feet. 17, 17 Yeah, 17-footer right there in that little, that circle essentially of the free throw. I just, I don't, I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to tell Ty, try a couple, and if you make them, then maybe Purdue has to change what they're doing, but yeah. What if he comes out and just like buries two of those? That'd be row. awesome. <laughs> That'd be, and then just gets on a heater. And just like comes down then, he's coming off screens and hitting threes, like <laughs> fading away, falling into the stands. And it's like, Ty Rogers has 24. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's just, it's weird to be, I'm glad that it doesn't rear its ugly head very often, like it did with Jalen Tate. The difference was Tate didn't have around him what Ty Rogers has around him right does that make sense yes <laughs> and Ty can get to, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna essentially guard Ty with a guard or a wing etc he's he's going to muscle you up to get to the rim you're not gonna muscle up Zach Eady. no and he doesn't even care if you try he's just still gonna stand there and say at some point you're gonna shoot it so yeah I don't know it's it's an interesting this will be inter- it's a weird there are some fascinating matchups yeah. in this, this game I, both ends of the floor. Like, how do you guard Zach? And then, given the certain decisions for Matt Painter on on how to get away with Zach Eady guarding somebody, and and if it is Ty Rogers, then what does Brad Underwood do as far as a pivot? Can you get away with with that matchup, or or do you have to really make Purdue have a dilemma by putting in Justin Harmon outside of Ty? Of course, when Ty is off the floor, that hurts your rebounding. Yeah, that also is going to hurt time. your defense. Big time. Because I I am wanting Ty on one of those guards, Lawyer or Smith. And 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 I'm wanting him to be able to shut down one of those guys or at yep. least, you know, contain them. Yep. I know Big Def said, do you play Dane more and try to draw fouls down low from Edie? But I don't think that'll work. I, I just don't either. I don't either. He said Lon's got a special place for Tijon, but he can't remember his name. I, that's just old age. <laughs> like, I, I, I love my children, and half the time I call them the wrong name. Uh, two one seven. Do you think Brad will throw in some zone to change it up? They're not going to play zone, are they? Brad never plays zone. He doesn't. He just will not do it. It, do- it doesn't happen. And then I don't know that Purdue's really the team to do it against because they're one of the best three point shooting teams mm-hmm. out there. And you know that zone D's give up threes traditionally. Yep. So, uh, and even then, if you're sitting in a zone, you could still, you know, entry into into Zach Eady at some point. Well, let me take you back. What what the Syracuse game last year with Coleman? Remember when he just went off yeah. from the from the free throw it, from line, the free throw line and just yeah. he just lived there. I and, know Zach wouldn't be as effective at the, right. the free throw line, but you could maybe put Trey Kaufman Wren or Mason Gillis at the free throw mm-hmm. line, and then you get that little entry into the free throw line, and then dump down to Edie. Well, and Edie can be eight foot from the rim. And he like stretches his arm and body, and it's a layup. It's like this. It's like the the Space Jam Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but um, I've never seen it. Which I think is we talked sad. about this, but uh, Michael Jordan in the movie like takes off from midcourt, and his arm <laughs> stretches because it's like Looney Tune land, so it stretches all the way from midcourt into the basket. But it, it, that's kind of like the real life Zach Eady Space Jam. Uh, yeah, Jordan to Zach Eady. Let me. Ask, can I ask you a question about this? Without Terrence Shannon, assuming he doesn't play Friday, without Terrence Shannon, 
how much do you take into this game if you lose? In other words, what do you come away with if you're an Illinois fan? Let's say Purdue gets you by 10, Edie has a game, and Purdue just does what they do at Mackey and they lead kind of, not, maybe not wire to wire, but it's hard to score against them and, and they end up just beating you 74-64. I don't know that I'd be that disappointed. Number one, like I said yesterday, even with Terrence, I would not have Illinois winning this game. Now, it would be amazing if Illinois came out and smoked him by 15, and then we all sit here and stare at each other like, what the hell's going on? Like, how good is this team? Because I think that's a lot what people are saying, especially after beating Northwestern by 30. They're like, what? I already had one today. Are we better without Shannon? And I was oh, like, no. no. Oh, no. No, we're not. And and the argument was, well, it seems like, you know, they really shared the ball, and 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 I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I felt like they shared the ball well with Shannon. Look at the Missouri game. Right, exactly. So, but yeah, I, I, how would you? I guess I'll ask you, Illinois fans, three five nine twenty two fifty five. Doug Altenberger, Andy Petty. Where did that name come from? You remember Andy Petty? I don't. K P E D I. I think he wore fifty five. He was a skinny dude, tall guy. Um, U of I Atlanta Lake Hotline. Or Hotline. Hotline Bling. <laughs> I don't know where that Bob's came favorite from. Drake song. You have Hotline Bling text line. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, do you walk away that disappointed if you end up losing this game by 10, let's say, to Purdue? I did have somebody text me that the line is opened up at 10.5, which I think if you think about the way Illinois has been playing of late, maybe surprises you a little 10 bit. 10.5, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Wow. But then again, it's Mackey and Purdue is – they have the again. I, I mentioned it yesterday. They have the best resume in the country. They've beaten yeah. Yeah. the who's who of college basketball: Arizona, Alabama, uh, Tennessee, Gonzaga. Marquette, Gonzaga. Mm. They, they've been on a tremendous run here. Who they lose to Northwestern and that's it. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. That's so weird. Only Northwestern and Evanston, who you just beat by thirty. So then it's kind of like, wait, what? That's How? So weird. Okay, so I, I think the answer to your question is I. Without the context of seeing what happened, but just the idea of Illinois goes in there and loses, even if it's by double figures, even if it's not a super crazy like competitive game. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't say that, but if it's not close, yeah. like if Purdue takes a lead and is in comfortable position most of the game, I don't think I would probably change too much because Purdue is thought to be that much better than everybody else in the Big Ten that Illinois will face for sure. There's a one... Zach Eady's a one-of-one. One. You're not going to face another guy like that in the Big Ten. So it's like if, if Edie dominates, that means this guy is going to – Matty Sissoko from Michigan State is going to really hurt you. Uh, Khalil Ware's a good yeah, he was good, uh, last night. good player for Indiana, but different style, obviously. Um, one thing I would wonder about, and as we're talking about this, and, hey, maybe it plays out. I brought up the fact of, hey, can Illinois' bigger lineup guard Northwestern's guards? Can Luke Goody be on Ty Berry? Can Marcus Damas be on Babui? And the answer was yes. A resounding yes. A resounding yes. <laughs> so maybe as we're sitting here saying, can Illinois score with Ty Rogers being guarded by Zach Eady? Does that just neutralize all of what Illinois wants to do offensively? Maybe the answer is it It still is a very effective offense and that Purdue will still have a hard time with that matchup. Maybe. If it works out where that just completely shuts down Illinois' advantages, where mm, mm. all of a sudden – 
a big guy guarding Coleman Hawkins isn't the situation anymore. A guy who is a a guard or a wing or whatnot is out in Coleman Hawkins' face, and he doesn't have open three-point looks. Or right. if Marcus Damask wants to back down and there's, there's Zach Eady waiting in the paint, my question would be, how many people can steal that blueprint? Mm-hmm. How many people can say, this is how we're guarding Illinois from here on going forward? You're going to see Michigan State next week. What if Matty Sissoko or Carson Cooper, whichever of those very underwhelming five men that Tom Ezzo has, <laughs> are going to say, you know, we're not going to have those guys on – on Coleman, we're going to have the, that guy wait for Ty Rogers to get anywhere within yeah. 12 to 15 feet. And otherwise, he's going to play this this rover in the paint, which then says, okay, Marcus Damask, you like posting up. Even if you get, say, you get A.J. Hogard, even if you get Tyson Walker, you better shoot a turnaround jump shot, which is admittedly a, a good shot for him no against doubt. a smaller defender especially. But there's no going to the rim because our center is going to be waiting there. Yep. So I think that that is one thing as you kind of think about this matchup. If Purdue exploits that about a Ty Rogers included offense, that would be one thing that I, I would say how many other people going forward can do that. That's a great point. And I'm surprised that Chris Collins didn't try it with Northwestern. I, we haven't seen it at, at all this, this season, have we? There hasn't I don't think been a so. Team. I, I can't remember off the top of my head a team that said our center is guarding Ty Rogers. Yeah, it's so it's it's interesting. And as much as Illinois, I mean, again, you you had an article the other day. Illinois doesn't live at the rim. They just they don't. don't. They don't. So it's not as though the protection of a guy like Zach Eady around the rim is going to alter a lot of what Illinois does. But boy, it makes a difference, Derek. If if I know you've got my back and you're seven four and I'm guarding a guy out here in the street between here and the tavern, I can get in that dude's grill. Because if he gets around me, which he will, then I know you're there to help and and provide the best help I can ask for, a 7'4 guy that he's got to try to shoot over. So that means I can guard that dude closer in the street, <laughs> and he's not going to be able to get a three-off like Illinois likes to do. And then, as you mentioned, and, and I think I did as well, is the masks – ability to 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 work his way down well now all of a sudden there's Zach Eady there waiting on him I guess the only difference there is you could try to get Eady then at that point to switch you know you get Damask rolling down and then Eady has to kind of switch well then you can find Ty maybe for more of a layup on a cut so that could be something that could work in Illinois' advantage and and we saw it against Northwestern they do that well and Damask is really good at that in terms of hitting the cutter so I don't know. I'm sure, listen, Brad gets paid a lot of money, and save for the one Loyola game where I don't feel like he did any kind of switch or anything, which was strange, uh, I think they'll have a pretty good game plan against Zach Eady. It's just so strange. It's just you don't have to worry about this with any other team in the country. Just Purdue. I mean, you have to worry about if, if other teams, like you said, like, Sisko or Cisco or whatever his name is. He's actually on my bench. Sissoko. Sissoko. I'm calling Sisko was like a, a singer? <laughs> Sounds like a pop. Pop star. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. That or a drink. Um, but yeah, I mean, but you don't have to worry about another Zach Eady is what I'm saying. Yet you would have to worry. Like, what did Florida Atlantic do last year against Purdue? You mean FDU? Or FDU, I'm sorry. Well, There's they, too many they, FAUs they and FDs. press the heck out of them. Oh, that's what it was. They turned their guards over a lot, and then they collapsed the paint, and 
forced Purdue to shoot threes, and they didn't make them all that well. Okay. So last year's Purdue team, on the whole, was a average to below average three-point shooting team. This year's team is much better. Lance Jones has helped that. Just the the guys like Smith and, and Lawyer have an improved play on the whole. They've gotten better guard play. They've gotten better shooting around Zach Eady. So that makes them, to this point, a more complete offense. Yeah. Joel's agreeing with – or he may have sent this in. Knowing Joel, he'll complain if I say that he's agreeing with us. So Joel sent this in early. If he sags, then Rodgers can just be used in ball screen or dribble handoffs with no one there to help on the screen. That's a good, that's a good it point. Is. It's a great point. Where if there's nobody to switch the screen or hedge the screen, you now they can go under all those screens, but it might leave – say – Say Ty is then going to screen for Marcus Damask on the perimeter. And Damask defender, whoever that might be, is going to have to either try to get through that screen, which could give Marcus Damask an angle for a, a pull-up mm -hmm. jump shot. Yep. They go under the screen. They could He could then step back and hit that three-point shot. Um, that The ability then to have a – you're putting a two-on-one advantage. You're, you're screening a defender with no help defender other than Zach Eady sitting in the paint – then you kind of create that 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 ball screen action against the drop coverage, which which could be advantageous for a guy like Marcus Damas. That's a great point. Boy, we, we've broken this down immensely. We have. We don't even need a show tomorrow. No. Mike I'm said uh, Sean Pruitt. That's right. Wore 55. Sean Pruitt. Andy Petty wore 51, I think. I'm going to effort that at the break. Uh, Wade, I don't think you guys are taking into consideration Illinois' defense on the other four players. In terms of... I don't know what... Because we're talking about offensively. If Edie covers or guard... Not covers, this isn't football. If he guards Ty Rogers. Defensively, I I, I mean, listen, it's going to be hard, but I, I think you still put Coleman on Edie. I, I, do you try to front Edie? Is that even yes. possible? You, you do. You try to in some cir circumstances. Last night, Nebraska... You're going to need help defense. Nebraska tried that last night a couple, a few times on where, and Indiana literally just threw it up near the bucket. Yeah, and he just caught it and dunked it. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is you got to maybe mix your mix your approach on him. Like yeah. sometimes you front, sometimes you double, sometimes you don't. Maybe you show a double and then you back out of it. If you can keep him off balance a little bit, that could obviously help. Uh, if Wade's hitting on the fact of ties important to guarding those other guys around right, Edie. I, right, I agree right, right. with that. Yes. I, I think as far as Purdue's offense, you're going to see them, they'll play pick and roll with Braden Smith and Zach Eady. And Braden Smith's been outstanding at hitting that pull-up jumper, that mm -hmm. mid-range jumper that he gets a lot out of that action. Uh, they'll, of course, throw it into Zach and, and play through him as far as post-ups. And if you double and get there in time, that's the other kind of thing. Like, you can decide to double, but do you get in there in time? And is he bothered enough? because he's that much taller than everybody. Oh, there's two guys by me. I'm still above all of you. How's the weather down there? I'm just going to throw, throw, that, throw that into the basket. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Gillis has had games. Was it last year he hit like six threes or seven threes in a game against Penn State? Yeah. He's had an ability to get hot from three. Lawyer can get going. Uh, he had a huge game against Tennessee. He had 25-plus. And Lance Jones has been a really nice addition out of Southern Illinois. Before we catch a break, how about you've probably seen Lance Jones yeah. more than a lot of people. He's a heater guy. Like, he, he at Southern, he was a volume shooter. And if he was on, look out. 
but he's one of those that isn't consistently on or wasn't at least at SIU. And so he's also one that can hurt you, I think. So if he if he decides that he's going to take eight threes tomorrow and only make one, then that's a bonus for Illinois. It is Thursday, right? Today's Thursday. Yeah. T- today is Thursday. So if he does that tomorrow night, then I think – but Lance Jones is also a guy that can – heat up in a hurry from the outside. Mm-hmm. And and he could he could be on one of those stretches where Edie gets a couple buckets low, you're struggling on one end, Jones hits a couple threes, you know, Smith hits one. Next thing you know, you're down 15, timeout, Mackey's going crazy, and you're like, oh, crap. I mean, I've seen plenty of that, right? Yes. I've seen plenty of that. Yes. So, But, no, that that's exactly what I would think of Lance Jones. Is a, it is, and now, I don't think he plays that same kind of role at Purdue. I mean, I think he understands that he's not out there to shoot 15 times a game like he could at SIU. But, uh, but he was certainly a good player for Southern. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him. And it's amazing to me that SIU didn't do better last year knowing they, have, they had Damask and Jones, two guys that are averaging double figures in the Big Ten. I don't know. That's what do you think Brad Mullins is thinking when he saw Damask go for 30-plus against <laughs> FAU and also Northwestern? Well, I know that he loves the kids, so I yeah, know he was happy. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, in a way, you got to be sitting there thinking, man. I just there, there were times when I remember a game against Drake last year, and Drake was good, and I think they're good again, that Damask had a hard time getting a shot off. And I was like, this is weird. And now, you, now at the – Against top ten teams, he's he's going to get like, and I'm talking Florida Atlantic when we beat them, they were tenth I think or ninth, mm-hmm. and he was just scoring at will. And I was I'm like, what has changed in one year? I don't know. He's he's a good player. I had no idea that he would do this kind of stuff up here. Yep. I thought he could maybe be a guy that could get you ten a game, and get you some rebounds and get you some assists, hit a couple big threes if you need it. And he's turned into a guy that, as we've seen, has taken over in a couple of games, including the Northwestern game. And that's amazing what he's been able to do. Yeah, I thought he'd be a nice, steady role player. That's right. And I did not see him as far as the explosiveness to go off for 30-plus. But his production is all the more important in the absence of Terrence Shannon. And for him to continue, it'd be even better uh, to have that show up at Mackey coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk more about Illinois and Purdue as we go along. We're going to have... Uh, a good 4 o'clock hour at 4.05. We're going to have Jim Root, three-man weave, does some work for Field of 68 as well. Uh, he covers college basketball on the national scene, but thought he'd give us really good insights into the Boilermakers. Also, his thoughts post Terrence Shannon's suspension, yeah. what he's seen from the Illini, and also want to ask him uh, kind of early thoughts on the Big Ten, which I do want to hit on some of those games last night. Indiana gets blasted by mm. Nebraska. Ohio State survives a close one at home against Rutgers. And then 4.30, Connor Onion. Yeah, we just talked about him. He's a dog. He's a dog. And uh, also a play-by-play guy for Big Ten Network. So uh, he was on the call with Robbie Hummel for the Illinois Northwestern game on Tuesday. It will be cool to catch up with him at 4.30. Excited for all of that. That's going to be fun to visit with all these guys and get you a lot of information on this Illinois basketball team. Absolutely. Before we catch a break, I'm going to let you do some work. Okay. You know, January rolls around, and you got resolutions and everything, and then you're like, oh, crap, taxes are coming up. Yeah, as you file your tax return, Busey again wants to be wants you to be aware of identity thieves who could be scheming to steal your refund. We have told you this over and over, and Busey 
They do some good things for you in observance of Tax Identity Theft Awareness Week. Their team of experts provide steps on how to protect yourself. File early. Criminals have less time to use your information for a fake return. I know a lot of times you have to wait for your employer to get you that information. Secure your Wi-Fi connection. We probably ought to do this at all times, I would assume. I assume old guys like me don't are the ones that get taken advantage of. Shred sensitive documents, I'm good at that. Lock away secure documents. Secure your tax return by mailing it at a post office or official mailbox instead of from your home. So don't let it just be sitting out there. And avoid scammers schemes. The IRS will never contact you by email, text, or social media. Think of them as different from anybody else. Even my mom texts all the time. So. The IRS won't do that. So if you get a text from somebody claiming they are the IRS, it is just my mom. Busey wants you to be informed of any security issues, scams, or alerts that may compromise your personal or financial information. I've outdone the song. Visit the Information Security Center on Busey.com or call 1-800-67-BUSEY today. Somewhere Cliff and Urbana is laughing. Thanks for texting, Jan. If you want to text in, 217-359-2255 on the U of I line. My mom's just line. stealing people's money. Just <laughs> Don't out her like that. It helps us with that island we have <laughs> down in the Caribbean. We'll be back. This is The Drive. It's the Cardinal Caravan 2024, and it's free! Coming Friday, January 12th at the I-Hotel and Conference Center. Doors open at 11. The program starts at noon. Who's coming? How about superstar Jordan Walker, Andre Pallante. Also, Chip Carey will be the MC, and Benji Molina and Brad Thompson will be there as well. The St. Louis Cardinal Caravan, coming to I-Hotel and Conference Center at 1900 South 1st Street. Doors open at 11. The program starts at noon. Raffle tickets are sold to benefit Restoration Urban Ministries. Kids with items to get autographed are top priority and will go through the line first. Learn more about the St. Louis Cardinals Caravan Number 4 at cardinals.com caravan. Join us at the iHotel Conference Center for this free event. The Cardinal Caravan 2024, 11 a.m. The doors open. The program at noon. Autographs will be available afterward. We'll see you there. Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomenandatruck.com for your free estimate. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. 
In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. That's four three five one two zero. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We've got to let you know, coming up or on January 12th, next Let's Friday. Let's go. Jordan Walker's coming to town. <laughs> He's not the only one, but a star-studded list here for this Cardinals caravan. And it's free. I've had a lot of people ask me already, how do you get tickets? What time should I be there? It's free. So come on out. Uh, I said yesterday, bring your kids. Tell the schools that Lante has told you that it is okay because you're going to learn something about Cardinals baseball. I need to text Kyle. I, I got to get Kyle on making that permission <laughs> slip. He's got to work some while he's at home. Yeah. He's not doing anything. What's he doing right now? I don't Kyle? know. Probably at the mall. Think so? Do kids do that these days? Not sure. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, you just hanging around the buckle. Is that still? <laughs> I don't a- know what that is. <laughs> that was the store back when I was your age. The well, buckle. when I was in college. You never heard of the Buckle? No. We had one in Carbondale at the, uh, whatever that mall was called, the Buckle. It was a clothing. like the mm. ga- It was like Gap. Sure. You know, but I don't yeah. think it quite made it to the Gap level. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, but so Jordan Walker, Andre Pallante, Packy Norton, and Victor Scott II, who had 94 stolen bases, will be in attendance for Cardinals players. Also, Chip Carey is going to emcee the cool. event. And Brad Thompson will be there from Valley Sports Midwest and also Benji Molina, who's so fun to visit with. I'm guessing, without talking to Stevie, that he will have Benji on probably Friday morning because Benji is awesome and those two really connect. Uh, But again, that's Friday, January 12th. The program starts at noon. The doors open at 11. So honestly, my suggestion would be to get there about 1130, to be honest. And then you can walk in, get your seat, And at the very end, essentially how it works is they line up all the players, Chip talks for a while, and then they go to a question and answer. And usually Stevie is the one that is basically maintaining the mic and letting you ask the questions to the players. And then after, kids go first, but you can get autographs then with all the players and all the uh, guys like Chip Carey, et cetera. So, again, it's free. Doors open at 11, starts at noon. It usually goes for an hour. You're probably out by one-ish. So, yeah, 
kids back to school after that, and they've met Jordan Walker. You, I can't Love think it. of a better day. No, I've, I've decided. I know I mentioned, you know, would it be out of, out of line if I asked Jordan Walker to sign my rookie card? I'm going to bring my son. Yeah. So, uh, assuming my daughter doesn't decide to show up here uh, it's perfect. before then, I'm going to bring Cade. Use him as the shield. Yep. And uh, have him get the get the autograph. Kate's on the way home and he's holding it and you're like, give me that. <laughs> yeah. Right. But dad, Put it back is, in no, the case. it's not yours. That's your dad's. Yeah. Don't you even think for a second that you get that autograph. <laughs> I'll save it for him. It'll probably be his favorite player growing up <laughs> if everything goes right for, uh, for Jordan. And it's the in the will. Yeah. It's in the right, will. Exactly. You know? Cade gets the autograph of Jordan Walker. Sal asked, why isn't there a Cubs caravan? There is. They just don't come this far down. I think they go to Bloomington. I think that is as far south as they head. So the Cubbies don't care about you. They don't love you. They don't like you. So if you choose to be a Cubs fan, they don't choose to like you back. Wow. But I appreciate that answer because at first it was a little, <laughs> little too to the point, not playful or, or joking enough. I was going to say they're saving up their money. For uh, Cody Bellinger. But yet they haven't spent anything. Yeah. yeah but, it's but you kinda, delivered. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I was even going to say. I wish they, uh, <laughs> plus they stink most of the time. Yeah. It'd be cool to get the Cubs. I mean, I'd love that. I'd love to talk to those guys. For sure. So, yeah, but, you, but the Cardinals and Stevie, I know, has done a wonderful job with SJ Broadcasting to make this happen. Diane does a ton behind the scenes as she does with everything. And it just comes out as a great day. So come on out. I know last year I think we had snow on Caravan Day, mm. so maybe that won't be the case. But, yeah, the players usually roll in about 11.20, 11.15, and then they go into a special VIP room where Piper and I await. It's like, hey, right. Jordan, Lante, how you doing, man? I'm buddies with Mason Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mason talk about me last yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norlin Gorman, we're boys, going back a couple of caravans ago. I've always said, I told you this story. The first time we ever did this, Matt Carpenter was a rookie, right? He was wow. like this bushy-eyed rookie who didn't know anybody. He was terrified, I think, and he was just so excited that somebody wanted to visit with him. And then Jeremy and I, Stevie is nice enough to, uh, uh, nice enough to send Jeremy and I down to Jupiter for spring training. We did our three shows right there next to the KMOX booth. Can Get we old, do that again? Yeah, let's go. It's, I mean, it was good, good news. We won the World <laughs> Series that year, so I think uh, maybe well, we... Let's run it back. We need it. <laughs> let's run that back. Although you're going to be dealing with the yeah, baby. Yeah, maybe not this Next year. year. Next year we'll do it. Okay. That'll make me stay another year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I remember walking into the Cardinals. The, the locker room opened at like 7.30 in the morning. It was early, so we had to be there early. And so I remember walking in and like one section, one side was like Matt Holiday, Albert Pujols, Yadi Molina, you know, uh, I assume Chris Carpenter was still on that team, Adam Wainwright, like all the, all the studs over here. And then all the rookies are on the other side, right? And Matt Carpenter was just sitting there and we walk in, Jeremy and I, and he goes, Hey guys, <laughs> like, like he was like, Hey, I know somebody. I was like, what's up, Carp? <laughs> So it was pretty cool. And then, of course, Carp goes on to his thing, right? And I'm not saying this to, to call him out, but it, I am. And years later, like, it, when he's in his high, like, point with the Cardinals, I had some buddies from Peak and Insurance that had – they had the top of that – what is it now? The uh, Is it the Hyatt? It used to be the um, – 
It used to be the Marriott right across mm. where you could look down into Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. I can't think of – I'm sorry to who the chain is now, but there's a bar on the very top called 360. So we're up there, and there's a, there's a roped-off area, and it's all Cardinals baseball wives. So I was talking to some of the wives during the game, including Matt Carpenter's wife, and I was like, yeah, I've interviewed Matt before, and great guy. And she's like – so he shows up, right? All the players come, and he gets kind of close enough to me. I'm like, hey, Matt, how you doing, man? I said, Lon Tate from Champagne Radio, you've done some interviews. He goes, right, yeah, good to see you. And he just walks off. I'm like, you SOB, <laughs> get back over here. Before you were anything, I made you something. <laughs> now you're hitting kind of – You've changed. You've changed. That's exactly right. So I was a little disappointed. Huh. I told my boys, if you ever do that to somebody, I will not be happy. So that is the the karma underneath him no longer hitting the ball the other way and Boom. the demise of Matt Carpenter. There you go. Now everybody knows. Yeah, Scott said it. He big-timed me. Yeah, he did. It's kind of weird, too. I was like, really, Matt? Man. Really? I mean, there's 30 of us up here on this thing. It's not like, you know, we're not in some corner in St. Louis. You know, So, the, like, so then his wife was probably like, now it's kind oh, of weird. She, he she was, was embarrassed. kind of weird he was talking to me because now I don't know. He could be making this story up. <laughs> Clearly my husband, husband doesn't know him. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I'm just kidding. She's like, man, I, that guy, he didn't look like a radio guy. <laughs> well, actually, he did look like a radio guy. Yeah, it's, it was pretty funny. I was just, I think she was like kind of a, yeah. So I just left him alone after that, obviously. I'm like, all right, big time. Hey, how you doing? <sighs> Who was the big guy? Who was the big left-handed hitter? Matt, yeah, Matt Adams. Matt Adams was, it was part of it. Colton Wong was there, I think. Colton Wong, yeah. That was like the... Uh, that, that's that's so funny. I read something the other day. Derek Gould did a question and answer on post in the post dispatch, and Colton Wong is the only first round pick the Cardinals have had that had a a WAR of over twenty in their career. I don't know if this was just in the last twenty years, maybe, but that's Colton Wong had a pretty good career. Is he still playing? He was with the uh, Mariners this past oh, year. That, okay, yeah. all right. Spent some time with the Brewers. I didn't mean to go all. Story time. Cardinals rabbit hole. It's all good. <laughs> could break up the college hoops talk here. I, we mentioned before the show, maybe we'll talk some NFL, but see if we can get that in. We are due for a break. Yes. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. Maybe let's touch on a little bit of NFL before we go oh, yeah. college hoops heavy in the four hour. We're going to talk to Jim Root coming up at 405s. Three-man weave, field of 68, and then Connor Onion, Big Ten Network play-by-play man who was on the call for Big Ten Network on Tuesday when Illinois beat Northwestern by 30. And as they gear up here for Illinois and Purdue in West Lafayette. We'll be back. This is The Drive. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black, and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience and wrapping whether it be window tinting vinyl wrapping anything of that sort or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do you know those wraps with troy lands on the back waving at you that's our work call us 833-DECAL-IT or email office at aftershockdd.com we want you Illini fans, gear up to support your Fighting Illini men's and women's basketball team this year at the official fan store of the Fighting Illini Game Day Spirit. 
From buy one, get one free basketball t-shirts to official NIL merchandise, Game Day Spirit has everything you need to support your Fighting Illini. Shop with them in store at the corner of Neal and Kirby in Champaign, 6th and Green in Campus Town, or online 24-7 at gamedayspirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Are you bummed out? There's no Amazon Prime game tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, because I'll be focused on Peacock. Oh, for here both we go. Both Big Ten games that I won't watch a second of. So nope. Michigan State and Penn State, and mm-hmm. what's the other one tonight? It's Michigan and I'm trying to think for my fantasy purposes. Michigan plays. Dang it. I'll get it here in a second. So both games are on Peacock, huh? Yeah. Michigan plays Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. You're not going to miss a whole lot with that one. No. (laughs) Probably with either, honestly, but... I do need Michigan to beat Minnesota. What the heck is on BTN? I think it's women's game. Women's basketball. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So, Illinois women, by the way, 6-6, and right? Yeah, they have not beaten a high major opponent yet. They have Wisconsin coming up this weekend on Sunday. I know that. 0-2 in the Big Ten. They did play tight with Indiana. Yeah, like last year. They did, yeah, right. When Indiana, that was kind of the game that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. That Hey, because I think Indiana was ranked fourth at the time. Yeah, 77-71. They lost at Indiana last weekend. They've also lost to Arkansas, Missouri, Michigan in a blowout fashion, 84-48. Lost to Notre Dame and Marquette. So they are 0 for as far as high majors go. They will play at home, 2 p.m. Central on Sunday against the Badgers. Okay. My buddy's my buddy Matt's not happy with me for calling out the Cubs. I heard that uh, yeah. you read his response. I don't know if uh, calling Jordan Walker a D-lister <laughs> is uh, sitting well with me, but uh, right. or one I agree with, right. but uh, yeah. <laughs> And shout out to I get it. I appreciate the uh, the banter between Cardinals and Cubs fans, even in the offseason. It's I love it. It's always rivalry time is always on. Isn't it amazing though? Seriously, I know we want to talk NFL, which we have like we're probably not going to get to. We have a minute to do. I've I've said this every year. I don't care how good either team is, or how bad either team is. It takes me about two pitches into a Cubs Cardinals game, and I'm like, oh man, I hate the Cubs. I just absolutely hate them. Yep. It's and and I love it. And I hope Cubs fans think the same it's thing about great. the Cardinals. It's great. And that's what's fun about it. 
It's like, oh, if we lose to these, oh, my. <laughs> As my brother would always say when the cards would come to Wrigley, he's like, oh, World Series time up here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm going to experience some of that coming up on Sunday, Bears-Packers. Oh, let's go. As soon as that flips on my TV in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I hate Green Bay. <laughs> and all their with my entire soul. Um, unfortunately, they have killed my soul over the years because the Bears have literally beaten them, I think it's four times since uh, uh, 2010. That's it? That's 14 years. Four times? Four times. Wow, Derek. And you play twice a year. You can't get away without playing uh, twice yeah, a year. It, it's been twice a year. Wow. Is this game at noon? It's uh, 3.30. Three th- oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. 3.30 at Soldier? It's uh, at Lambeau. Oh, it's at Lambeau. That's right. Yeah. You started the year at Soldier. Since 2010, the Packers are 24-4 and against Holy my Chicago smoke. Bears. And if the Packers win, they're in? If they win, they're in, yeah. But if you beat them? If we beat them, we get to be – I'll convince myself that we're the Detroit Lions of last year. Ah. Because it was a very similar script for Detroit where it's true. there was some off-season hype. You think about if you go back to the summer, there's like, hey, did you know? And even though it seemed a little ridiculous, Justin Fields is one of the most popular bet MVP guys. Yeah, really, uh, that's right. I remember uh, that. <laughs> sorry about all the, everybody's donations to sports books that follow along that line. But anyways, like it took a while for the Lions to get on the right track last season, but finished really strong, beat Green Bay and kept Aaron Rodgers and company out of the postseason in that last week 18 matchup. And then we know what's played out this year for Detroit. They've been the leader in the division and look like a, a future is bright team uh, in the NFC. I will convince myself if the Bears win this game that, number one, I'm already convinced that Justin Fields should be the guy going into next you year. Are. You are. But that they're not that far off from being a contender, not only in the NFC North, but maybe a, a team that could make a little bit of noise in the playoffs like next it. year and going forward. And that the tide has turned and now you will dominate yeah. Green Bay. Uh, I'll take I'll take a 50-50 split or anything close. <laughs> Daryl's going to be there. He said, I'll be in Lambeau rooting on Jordan Love Sunday. Go Pack Go. Good luck, Daryl. You don't like to – I mean, I, I, don't. I know Daryl, so I have to be no, nice to no, him. You don't Darryl's have to be nice pleasant. to Dar- No, he's not. Just uh, say no. I mean, he's a Packers <laughs> fan. <laughs> Remember the Cubs thing, right? I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I hope your cheese head freezes on your head, Daryl. That would be painful. Is that better? That would, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be painful. I would love to talk more NFL, but we are going to have to catch a yeah, break sorry, here. Sorry. Uh, get ready for Jim Root with Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I get for talking crap. Uh, and also Field of 68 to break down Illinois and Purdue. Very interested in his kind of national take of, of what he's seen as an outsider awesome. of, of Illinois, but also Illinois-Purdue and, and the rest of the Big Ten, and then Connor Onion coming up at 4.30. So uh, got a college hoop stuffed 4 o'clock hour Sweet. coming up, and to get to it, we have to take a break now. So stick, a, stick with us for that. That's coming up next. Jim Root on the other side. This is The Drive.